What's up, podcast? This is Matt Lava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Lava, and it is Saturday, and it has been it's been a very interesting uh, day, I guess, because we were supposed to have some drops earlier today that didn't end up happening. The Turduncans were supposed to come out today, but those ended up getting moved to a future date they were moved I believe to Monday so those ended up getting delayed and then from there we had what else came out the Zion they were they were the Zion PE of the Jordan 35s or at least that's what I thought of them as they were called the Jordan 35 Bayou Boys and the Jordan 34 Bayou Boys was the first Zion Williamson personal edition PE that came out for Zion. It was the first shoe that was dedicated to Zion uh, being in the NBA. So it was pretty hyped up. It sold really well. It's still selling well. And I looked at this one and the box for this shoe looked really, really nice. The shoe didn't look too bad either. I didn't think it looked bad at all. And I thought for anybody that wanted to use it for basketball, I thought it was a nice looking shoe and it's the Jordan 35. It's pretty much engineered to be their premier basketball shoe right now and couple that with the fact that it's for Zion which the NBA is going to be restarting up next month so people are still hyped up about Zion he's one of the biggest names in the NBA right now and the draft just happened this past week so there's a lot of a lot of hype around it so I figured hey let's let's give these a try let's go for them and so I went for them on my phone and my iPad my phone is having some issues with checking out so I ended up getting them on the iPad though listed them up and didn't make a ton of profit on them but I think I bought them at 200 listed them for about 270 so minus the the fees which there are none so then minus the shipping I probably made about 50 bucks on them and sold them probably within a couple hours so nothing nothing that crazy just a nice easy flip and I've been really trying to dial in these these flips that I've been doing and trying to figure out when do I go all in on something, when do I not go all in. And this was a shoe that I was very unsure of. It's it would have been nice to have gotten four or five pairs of those and sold them all at fifty bucks a piece or fifty bucks profit per shoe. But at the end of the day, they haven't sold that many pairs on eBay. There hasn't been that many solds on eBay. So I was fortunate enough to have one of those few solds. But at the same time, if you have a bunch of pairs, you're going to be sitting on a lot of, of capital. You're going to be tying that up into shoes where they may not sell. I just may have been one of the few people that ends up selling that shoe. So that's something that I've noticed, and that's something that I've noticed with other markets as well, not just sneakers, but with collectibles, with things that are hot right now, with things that are hot retail arbitrage items. Going all in on items sometimes isn't the right move if it's not the right item. And so that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to figure out what do I feel comfortable with? What do I feel like a full send on versus what do I feel like holding back on? And it's easy to realize, it's a smarter thing to realize that holding back on things sometimes is a better move because you want to make you want to make smart moves but you also want to make things that make you money you don't want to feel like people always say scared money doesn't make money and I, I think that those people don't 100% really know what they're talking about I mean it's true scared money if you're if you're just holding all your money you're not gonna make money but we're resellers we're not we're obviously not just holding our money hoarding it in the mattress somewhere so that nobody can find it and we're that that frightened I mean we spend money to make money it's also smart to not just spend money on stupid things that won't make you money. So for the people that say scared money doesn't make money, I get that. But at the same time, spending money just on ridiculous stuff that's probably not going to sell doesn't make money either. And that comes from a lot of experience buying a lot of items that 
don't make money. <laughs> I've sold items at 10 to $20 loss per item, and I bought 10 of them. I have items that I'm sitting on that were, I mean, upwards of like three, four, five hundred bucks that weren't really that good of buys, or maybe they were, but I didn't price them properly, and the market corrected in the time that it took me to to learn what to price them at. And so there, there's a lot that goes in with this that we we all almost always need to be kind of keeping up with, whether it's keeping up with comps, whether it's keeping up with how you're judging items. And that's something that I've been dealing with a lot, just trying to get a better gauge on items and how they're going to do, how they're going to sell. When things start to get a little bit uncomfortable, do I need to keep pushing or is this something that maybe I'm feeling uncomfortable for a reason? Maybe I've kind of come to a point where I realize, hey, maybe not the best item for me to invest in at the moment. I should possibly look into toning this down a little bit. So that's something that I've just been working on, but today was pretty good. I got up a little later than I wanted to and actually got up fairly scared out of my mind because there was like a, a pig, a, a big like photo outside in the living room that fell and came like crashing down. And so I like sprung out of bed. <laughs> I was like pretty scared. But after that, I went and I, I got a lift in and then started doing some work, went and got those shoes and then sold those shoes and now I've just been working on getting things up to speed. I have some things that I've been working on with bots that I need to correct. I, I'm trying to use a, a second computer for that, so trying to get that thing you know, caught up, proper things installed on it, proper things taken to be able to use both computers. That's That's been something in the works for me. And then after that, it's just been something where I have been trying to get some of the things done that have been on my list, like getting receipts organized and stuff. And it's been like a lot of little things that have come up today. I, I hear somebody say, hey, you should run this or or I have a, a bot that takes like command prompts and stuff, which is kind of crazy that it doesn't, it's not like a normal computer program. It's like what you would see in the 1990s, like that kind of a thing. So, um, and some of them do run like that. Some of them run better like that. There's, there's varying opinions, but I have to enter all my information in in like an Excel sheet. It's very, very old, like antiquated feeling, but it, it's what I have to do. And I was trying to figure out how to automate that a little bit. So I built out an Excel sheet to basically make my own small UI whenever I want to, whenever I want to run for an item and stuff like that. So just little things that take up time and, and you know, you're going through Excel, you figure out how to do something that you've done a hundred times because it's one of the more difficult things that I, I do with Excel, trying to use different like matching things and stuff like that. So I can go, okay, if I type in this, this number here, it brings up all this information in the rest of the cells. So just stuff like that, that sometimes I forget about. It takes time to relearn that. And you have that. You have all these things that are time wasters. And then you have things that are important too. Like uh, one of one of the guys that I know from one of the groups that I'm in, he was talking a little bit. I saw that he was using some using some different bots and stuff that I, I thought were cool. And then there was some other stuff that he was doing and he was doing really successfully. So I reached out to him and messaged him for a little bit. And it's nice being able to connect with resellers. It's one of my favorite things, being able to reach out to somebody and say, hey, how how are you doing this? Or what is working for you? What's working for you? Here's what's working for me. And it's something that seriously has kind of been brought to my eyes a little bit recently because I'm not somebody who likes to ask for help, but I'm more so not somebody who likes to bother people. I like to do my own thing to like I love talking to people but I don't want to be a nuisance to people if they don't want to share something I don't want to prod them but there's also like room to be able to just talk to people and thankfully I've been able to find people within the reselling community that are, are very helpful and stuff and very 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 gracious with their time to be able to help me out and and I try and pay it back by trying to help others out as much as I can but it is something where 
it's just one of the biggest things for me right now is trying to learn from other people, especially random people that I see doing things well. And it's just like, okay, I don't know you, but I, I'm going to at least reach out and say, Hey, uh, here's what's been working for me. What's working for you? Because obviously you're having a lot of success and it looks like you know what you're doing. And so that's been something that's been super successful for me and something that I need to get back to on Instagram a little bit more than I am right now. And what I'm kind of realizing is, so like when I do Instagram, when I want to grow my my account, I'll go through the the various hashtags that I think are important to the stuff that I typically deal with on Instagram, different reselling hashtags, different sneaker hashtags, things like that. And I will reply to comments or I will comment and reply to posts that I think like that catch my eye or just something that I think is relevant that I can provide some sort of information on or at least like say, hey, that looks awesome. How did you how did you get that many how did you get that many clothes at the Goodwill outlet or that's an awesome haul or something like that. And I always did that and I'd always run out because the most like the the highest ranking ones were always in the I think it was like the I forget what they were called. There were two tabs. There's the recents tab and then there's the top I think it's the top posts tab. And they took away the recents tab on Instagram. So whenever you search a hashtag it only shows you the top posts now. And I'm feeling that they're probably not going to put that back for a very long time. So I haven't been doing Instagram much recently, but I'm going to get back into it a lot more because at this point, it's like, okay, they haven't put it back in three weeks. It's it's probably down for a while now. They're probably not going to put it back. So for me, I'm going to be just going on there, finding new hashtags to respond to, finding new people to talk to, hopefully growing that way. But it's just, it's something that I miss. I think that it takes a lot of time out of my day which is something that I don't like sometimes because it's like, okay, I'm trying to do 90 comments a day and that ends up taking an hour to two hours depending on what you're doing, who you're talking to. And people's, you know, they find something and you end up having a conversation with somebody and that takes time, but it's super valuable and I enjoy it. So I'm going to be doing that a lot more too. And that's going to take up probably more time than things have been right now, but it's worth it. And especially this week will be nice. I probably won't have nearly as much time as I'm hoping to have, but it will be nice to have some things in the works so that way I can be talking to people from just chilling and, and not really having too much to do during one of the days that I'm off and just relaxing. So it'll be nice, but that's really what I'm focused on right now, trying to reach out to people, trying to work with people, trying to talk to people and learning because learning from these other resellers in the community, that's what it's there for. It's not there just to flex and that's something that a lot of us like to do because it's fun. <laughs> like it's fun to say, hey, here's how many of this sneaker I got, here's how many of that. Most of the time when I put something up there, though, it's maybe not as much to do that as much to for me to look back on because for me, I don't really care if anybody thinks that I'm doing well or not, but I do enjoy looking back at what I've done and saying, okay, here's like, just just think about it. Last February, I was looking through my purchases. I have a binder of purchases. My biggest sneaker flip or, or purchase in February of, of 2020 which isn't that far away. It was maybe seven, eight months, nine months ago. Nine. It was nine months ago. It's it was the Strange Love Dunks, which was a huge, huge purchase. But that was the only thing that I'd ever gotten on sneakers outside of the Shattered Backport 3.0s, which weren't doing that well that time. At that time, so that was crazy. I sold them for five hundred bucks. I made four hundred bucks on them, and and the rest is history. But now, since then, that was like what put me on to sneakers because at that point I was ready to just give up on the sneakers app. I thought it was a hoax. I thought it was a ruse. And it kind of is sometimes. You feel like you just got screwed whenever you go for a release. But it put me on to sneakers and made me realize I can go after sneakers in these categories. And then COVID hit. And that put me on to whole other categories of stuff that I would have never known about. I would have never realized that the real potential of retail arbitrage. And so the point, the point of me telling you this is I put a lot of that stuff out there because I love to look back at it and say, hey, 
here's what I was doing in March. Here's what I was doing in, in February. March 2020 was one of my worst months of reselling in a long time. And then October was also bad. But that that goes to say that December, if things play the way that they should, which I have, I have enough of the product that I've been going after to do really well with, I'm expecting to do the best I've ever done in December, which makes sense, but I'm expecting to possibly double what I've done in my best month in profit, which is crazy. And it just goes to show that, okay, fine, I don't need to, I don't need to have every month being a great month. It's fine. It equals out in the end if, if maybe October's low, but December's super, super high, that, that works itself out. And, and that's something that I need to look at because if I had been in that mindset as to the month by month, day by day mindset type of thing, I would have made a lot more money this year. I just would have. And it's something where, you know, you never, you never really know what's around the corner but for me it's always it's always very very close to I'm like super near sighted sometimes about things and so the point is keep your head up and think about what's coming up in the future think about the things that you may not see right now but maybe in the on the horizon because there are so many things that are going to come out in this upcoming year that are going to do really well and we are going to make a lot of money but if you get caught up in the minutiae which is something that I do pretty often I look at my bank account I look at the money that I've spent this week I look at the total that I have left to spend and I think what am I doing I've spent way too much money on stuff that hasn't sold yet I thought it would sell I don't know what I'm doing. I need to take a break. I need to rethink this. I get all caught up in it. And at that point, something else comes out. I don't pay attention to it because I'm caught up in my other stuff and I miss it. And I could have made a couple thousand dollars on that if I would have paid attention. So just that's that's my biggest lesson. If, if somebody asked me, what did you learn from 2020? The biggest things that I've learned so far are that there is tons of potential in reselling that I don't think we have even cracked yet that I don't think a lot of people know about yet. And we're going to make a lot of money in the years to come. But adjacent to that is the day-to-day it matters when you're doing the right things but it also doesn't matter as big as we think it does because if you're getting caught up in that you're going to miss out on the bigger picture you're going to miss out on these bigger flips and you're going to miss out on the the things that will make you a plethora of money i mean think about it these 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 pokemon cards these these three starters that were just 500 bucks a, a card in a psa 10 charmander squirtle bulbasaur back in the summer were at one point selling for three to five K. And it's like it's like why why didn't I just buy all those? Why didn't we all just buy all those? And a lot of people were and a lot of people flipped them at three thousand dollars and made twenty five hundred bucks, okay, minus the fees, whatever, on these cards that they spent five hundred bucks on. That's that's a lot of money, especially if you bought like ten of these things, which isn't really that hard to fathom for some of the bigger resellers. Five thousand dollars, a lot of these bigger resellers have a lot of money. They're not they're not that's not really I mean that's a lot of money but that's not going to put them out of out of contention for being able to flip ever again and think about that you spent five thousand dollars and you made five x on that so you made twenty five thousand dollars off of Pokemon cards and that's that's something that I didn't do and I I probably I could have I could have swung it I could have swung it very very close to what I my budget was at that time but I could have swung it and it would have made so much sense I would have made 25k there so the point is you need to in me but like the point is pay attention and and don't get caught up in these small things because there's a lot of stuff that can get us down day to day but the biggest thing is keeping your head up 
rolling with the punches and saying, okay, what's the next thing? Because maybe the last thing didn't work out, but there's always that next thing with reselling. So that's my focus for the upcoming week ahead and the upcoming weeks ahead in 2020. We don't know what's going to happen with 2021. We, we barely know what's going to happen with this year, but at least the one thing that I know is there will always be that next item that comes up. You just have to keep your head up above the weeds a little bit to to keep your eyes out for it. That's really what I'm thinking of, and that's really what I'm focused on right now. So hopefully that helps you out for this weekend. Hopefully that can be something that you work with, but I am getting ready to wrap this thing up. Just one last thing. If you guys get any value from this podcast whatsoever, and you just want to go onto iTunes, scroll down. I mean, just literally click on this podcast, scroll down to the bottom. It says rate this and you can just click the five stars. It takes like two seconds. It would really mean the world to me. I'd be able to grow this thing and help some other people make some money. So that's really what I want to do. Um, that would be awesome if you could do that, but I am going to let you guys go for the rest of the night. So you guys have a good rest of your Saturday. I will get with you tomorrow on Sunday with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.